Let's go, girls. From New York City to Los Angeles, Powered Up with Beck and Franklin is giving women of all ages permission to live the life they've always dreamed of. Why live in black and white when you can choose the brilliance of 3D and Technicolor? Each week, Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin and their high-powered guests will be here to cheer you on, to share their challenges, their successes, and what they've learned along the way. It's all about women supporting women. The stories and practical tips on sex, beauty, money, and so much more are designed to help you reconnect to the powerful woman you are. Fabulous knows no limits. Now it's time for you to expand your boundaries. Here are Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck and Powered Up Talk Radio, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Linda Franklin, and we're going to talk today about being blocked, about being overwhelmed, frustrated, burned out. Uh, Linda, I think we've all hit this at some point or other in our lives. Yeah, I think we do, too, but I don't think we know the underlying reason behind it, um, and that's I think that's important to know because we always talk. Uh, on the show about being conscious, you know, that's watching yourself and see what you do in your behaviors and um, keeping track of how you feel. So, you know, this is this is just part of it, and this is a very important part. I just want to read um, a couple of, you know, a couple of sentences, and then we can talk about it because I think it's really interesting. Um, events are not problems. They're just events. Your resistance to them is what causes the problem. When you resist, you block energy. This energy block builds up to the point you blow up or you shut down completely. That's what it means to be stressed out or totally burnt out. Now, I I think that that's very profound because knowing knowing what we do to ourselves um, is the first step in, in changing our behavior, I think. It is the first step in changing our behavior, because when we know better, we do better. I'm pleased to tell you today that this episode of Powered Up is brought to you by Casper. Casper Mattress is an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the price. Right now, you can get $50 off any mattress purchase just by going to casper.com slash powered up, like the name of the show, and enter the promo code powered up, like the name of the show, when you make your purchase. Now, one of the things I got a I got a mattress in the in the mail, Linda. It was really funny. I was expecting this Casper mattress that I'd ordered online, and I thought it would come in this great big truck. And instead, it comes in this big box. I open the box. The kids and I are so excited. One of the things, if you do open your mattress, make sure you open it in a room that the mattress should be in. I didn't. We opened it up in the living room, and it like unfolds in. It's it's like magic. It's it's vacuum sealed. So once you open that vacuum seal. It's kind of like a bound up Christmas tree. It just puffs up, you know, and goes all over. And um, I thought it was really cool because you can vacuum seal it and it's, 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 it's movable and it's yet, it's still a really good engineered mattress. And they say it's obsessively engineered, which is part, you know, near and dear to my nerdy little heart, but 
I thought it was fair priced, you know, good price for a mattress and it's memory foam. And that was a little different for me because I had been sleeping on the same mattress for like, I don't know, 26 years. And I know. But one of the things that I did notice is, you know, I've got a 10 year old and sometimes he watches too much NCIS and he he gets scared in the middle of the night. He thinks somebody's coming in to kill him or he thinks he's Agent Gibbs and says, hey, Proby, wake up. But when he comes in in the middle of the night at two or three in the morning, normally I wake up because it jiggles the bed, the mattress jiggles, and I feel him come in. He has come in twice since I got this mattress and I have not felt him come in. And so it doesn't, um, like when your partner turns over or he turns over, I didn't, I didn't feel anything. And the one thing we both noticed um, was that the mattress is really cool. Like it stays cool. It stays at your body temperature. So I thought that was really cool. And if you're going to spend a third of your life on something, it should be pretty cool. You can buy Casper online. It's completely risk-free. And here's the best part. You have a hundred days to return it. So if you don't like it within a hundred days, uh, you can return it. They don't have a, a showroom. So you don't have to go somewhere and lay on a mattress, which is kind of stupid because when you go and lay on a mattress somewhere, it's not a predictor of what you're going to sleep on in your home. Um, the mattresses are made in the USA. If you're interested use our show code powered up and you will get fifty dollars off your mattress purchase okay so we want to thank casper um our topic today is about being burned out and i will say sleep was really a big part of me being burned out linda but then when i read michael singer's book the untethered soul about blockages i got a whole new perspective yeah, but you know, and we can relate to that because we were we were just talking about it on other shows about when you're when you I always used to say when your barrel is full, you know, that that was it. I say my barrel is full, I can't take anything else. Um and it, and it wasn't now I'm understanding it wasn't the events that led up to my barrel being full. It was my inner resistance to some of the events that that occurred that made my barrel full. So if I had just let those things pass through me and not internalize them, I I wouldn't I wouldn't have felt um, that my barrel was full, or you say you know that you you've you've had it, you've got to shut down, or I'm stressed out, or you know I'm just burnt out. I mean we do that to ourselves. The events that we experience in our lives are not doing it to us. We're doing it to ourselves because we've stored up all of these energies from, you know, from God, God knows back in time. And, and so we have an opinion or, or an emotional response or an energetic response to all these things. And, Voila, it's just, it's just too much. So I am, I am really trying to practice now that I know better to let these things just pass through me, um, not reacting quite so quickly, um, just watching like I'm in a, like I'm in a movie. In fact, um, there was a, a dear friend today. She says, I've got a terrible meeting tomorrow morning. I'm not looking forward to it. I said, well, just go in and, and, and watch yourself like you are watching yourself in a movie and just sort of just observe it all and don't get upset. I think you're going to have a very successful outcome. So we'll see. I mean, it works. I mean, it worked for you. It works for me. So, I mean, we're a, we're, we're a good cross-reference, right? 
Well, it does. And it works for me when I'm aware of things. Where I struggle is when a feeling or an emotion comes up kind of out of the blue. It's been triggered by something else. And that's where I'm really excited to have Alan Vaisberg today on the show with us. Alan is a, a great longtime friend of mine. He's an author. He's a poet. He's a speaker. He's he's done so much. He's a I don't know what you are, Alan. You wear so many hats. You're you're a loving husband. You're a great, super fun dad. Um you know, how do you describe yourself when you're when you come onto a show like this? Well, you forgot dog owner and a dog rescuer. But <laughs> <clears throat> then we love um, you automatically. <laughs> thank you, thank you very much. Uh, really, I, uh, I I don't describe myself in any way other than uh, I am uh, a man uh, who is going through his own stuff, just like all of us do. But what I try to do is I try to share. Uh, my um, experiences and I try to share the wisdom that comes out of that because I'm hoping to help other people and I'm hoping that when they encounter things like this then they will have more support and they don't have to make the same mistakes that I've done. So uh, all of the uh, all of the ways in which I share that you've mentioned are just extensions of that practice of trying to help people. Well, and that's one of the things that I love about you is I've watched you reinvent yourself over the years. Each time, you know, you're like the bionic man. You're like stronger. You're faster. You're... Yes. But it is really fun. I mean, it's fun to see you evolve over time. And one of the things that I do love about you is that when you learn something, like when you have one of your Alan Vaisberg aha moments, you can't wait to share it with the world. And that's why I listen to your stuff. I, I watch what you post on Facebook because it, it's always insightful and it always makes me think. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And I actually take great pride in that because – I believe that I, you know, all of us are put on this earth for uh, for our different reasons, and one of the reasons why I'm here is to share. Uh, it's to inspire, and any thought that comes in, I feel that it's my obligation to actually share it with the world. Some people won't get it, but some people it'll be something that really um, is insightful to them and something that will help them in whatever it is that they're going through right now, because I know that what I'm going through is just a microcosm of what others are experiencing. So it is my obligation and a pleasure to share, and I'll continue doing that. So I know, like, you did a lot about stress management. You did a lot about stress. Yep. Uh, do you, do you, when you were teaching this stuff, like mm -hmm. in the beginning, you didn't talk about blockages and things like that, or did you? Uh, in a way, I did, but uh, certainly not to this extent. And I was actually uh, very happy that you you have mentioned the word triggers, because for the last eight months, I've been going through an experience where I was burnt out and I was resisting and understanding where all of that is coming from and understanding the stressors that actually are leading uh, to my response was very important. So I was talking about these things. I was talking about how to overcome stress and how to snap out of it. But uh, the last eight months gave me a uh, front uh, seat to uh, how somebody with my experience with teaching others how to overcome stress can still get very stressed out himself. So that gave me a much, <laughs> much, much deeper uh, perspective and uh, more tools in my toolkit so I can help people not to do that. Well, because 
I think it's one thing, you know, Linda and I were talking, it's, she's really great. She was really great as is and was really great at preparing me for certain things. Like if I have to go to court, you know, for my divorce or I have a big meeting for my company and I get nervous, you know, she teaches me to watch it like a film strip or watch it like a movie and just set back, you know, so that your emotion doesn't get too high. And that's really great advice. And it's, it's served me well in all these areas, but where I struggle is when these triggers come up, when these things, like when I can't catch up to my emotions, like the trigger happens, the emotions happen, and I'm already moving forward um, even before kind of my mind realizes it. Now, I'm going to take us to commercial break. I want to thank Casper Mattress for their sponsorship today. If you do want fifty or $50 off your mattress purchase, you can go to casper.com front slash Sandra. That's casper.com front slash Sandra and get $50 off any mattress purchase. And there is free shipping and returns in the U.S. Canada. We've got lots more powered up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. LinkedIn, it's a great tool and a great way to do business in today's social media-driven world. And Carol McManus is the LinkedIn lady with the LinkedIn Lady Show, Tuesday and Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern on allbusinessradionetwork.com. The LinkedIn Lady Show is designed to inform, inspire, and educate businesses. Every social media site has a specific demographic, personality, and purpose. And the LinkedIn Lady will interview a variety of guests, such as business owners who can showcase their business and talk about how they use social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Google+, Pinterest, and of course, LinkedIn. For more on Carol and the show, check out her website, LinkedInLady.com. As trends change and new applications become available, the LinkedIn Lady Show will bring that information to you in an easy-to-use, fun, and engaging way. Every Tuesday and Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern, it's the LinkedIn Lady Show with Carol McManus on AllBusinessRadioNetwork.com. wonder about the origin of Murphy's Law. You know the maxim that if anything can go wrong, it will. Murphy's Law was named after Captain Edward A. Murphy, an engineer working at Edwards Air Force Base in 1949. Captain Murphy was working on a project designed to measure how much sudden deceleration a human could stand in a crash. After discovering a transducer constructed for the experiment was wired wrong, Murphy squabashed the technician responsible by exclaiming, If there's any way to do it wrong, you'll find it. In other words, circumvent mistakes and miscabobbles before they happen. Aerospace manufacturers began quoting Murphy's Law to their engineers, and soon it became an eponym. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Hey, 
Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and this is Powered Up Talk Radio with Linda Franklin, and we are visiting today with Alan Vaisberg. Now, when we were going to commercial break, I shared a little bit about how hard it is when these triggers trigger an emotion in me, and I feel something, and I don't realize I'm feeling something, and and a lot of times acting upon it until it's much later. Um, It's one thing to be prepared for an event like going to court or going into a big meeting or going into a discussion with a, a, a partner, a boyfriend, girlfriend, or a friend where there's a problem, you can prepare for that. It's the non-prepared uh, triggers that um, that I struggle with. And in The Untethered Soul, which is this book Linda and I are reading by Michael Singer, they liken it to these little rocks. They're like a little rock gets, gets uh, built in your heart, if you will, every time you have an unresolved emotion. And these little rocks build up in your heart and they slowly close your heart down. So I want to talk to both Alan and Linda about this closing down, opening up process, because it contributes to our stress load tremendously. And when we have a trigger, and a trigger can be from 25 years ago, it still affects us today. So what do we do? And and what can we, we do in the moment, even if we don't recognize it yet? I'm going to go to Alan Vaisberg first. Sounds great. Well, <clears throat> so uh, all of us are triggered. And uh, it's it's that idea when I was teaching people how to overcome uh, stress, people wanted to get rid of stress. You don't get rid of stress. Stress is a natural reaction, just like a trigger is a natural reaction. It is your uh, pinpoint to something that needs to be resolved. So you can block it out or you can accept it. By shining light upon something, we actually see what it is about. So it may be a little more difficult to do in a, a moment but take a note of it, take a note of some trigger, and then come back to it. And there is no better way of, uh, of getting to it but uh, introspection. You can call it meditation. You can call it just uh, kind of digging and finding out what's going on. But you want to deal with that trigger. It's like pain. Pain is a way of body communicating to us. Same thing with these triggers. What you want to be careful with, and I want to come back to something that was discussed a little bit earlier, is kind of allowing things to go through you but not uh, you know focusing on them be careful not to disconnect because if we take that to not an extreme but if we take that a little bit further we will tend to get disconnected and that will become a uh, mechanism that prevents us from actually diving in accepting swimming in those waters emotional waters and will kind of stay apart and when you stay apart you're not participating fully in the process so it's it's a fine line and it's a balance of how to be fully present but also how not to be fully triggered and that's something that takes a little bit of time. Linda, Linda, what do you think? Well, I'm, I'm going to just read a couple of sentences from the book because, I mean, this is all new stuff, but, you know, it's just like I can – it's just – you know, I just get so excited because it's, it's just, it seems so real. It's uh, <clears throat> most situations, there's nothing to deal with except your own fears and desires. If you don't have fear or desire about an event, there's really nothing to deal with. You simply allow life to unfold and interact with it in a natural and rational manner. It's like being in the moment. But we have so much I mean, you know, that, that the fear and the desire, I, you know, I guess is part, is part of the resistance, and, and that comes out uh, first. And we, we, it's like that voice talking to us 
uh, in the head, in our head, and, and we're not even paying attention to what's going on. We're so busy thinking and fearing or desiring something that we kind of lose it. I, I mean, I can, I can relate to that. Yeah, and I think uh, if, if I can uh, jump in for a second, I sure. think uh, when you were reading that statement, it's a beautiful, uh, beautiful uh, statement from the book. Uh, we're talking about attachment. It is a personal attachment to a uh, part of the consequence. So whatever is happening, we're attached to some part of it. And if we let go of that attachment, and I, I you know, let me give you a, a different example. When I talk about uh, relationships to people, and uh, you know, man and a woman when they're discussing something or when they're getting, you know, they're on the first date. Uh, you're either attached to a result or you're actually being open to whatever happens. So are we being with other people at work or in uh, any other relationship? Are we with other people because we expect something in return and we're attached to that? Are we being nice to the other person because the other person will do something for us? Or are we just being with that person and appreciating them for who they are and we don't expect anything in return? Same thing with any of these situations. If we have an attachment, if we have a need for something to happen, then we'll always uh, block because we're trying to get that energy. We're trying to hold on to it as opposed to allowing everything to flow, as opposed to being objective and not wanting anything from it, just being an active participant in it. And then what happens does. Yeah, I, I think that that's wonderful. And that's, again, like being in the moment, just you know, paying attention yeah. and not being so inside yourself with all with everything that's going on inside that you're 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 missing you're missing 90 percent of, of of what's going on and i think that we've all done that but again being conscious and 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 looking at what's going on inside of yourself i think i mean that's i think that that's like wow that's that's a biggie because if if we look at it and we recognize it then we have the power not to do it anymore it's like a habit and if we if we let it if we let these things pass enough times eventually we're not going to go there we're just going to be present in the moment yeah and that's that's the difference when people are talking about you know i have no expectations does that mean that I don't care? No, I care no. greatly, but I have no expectations. That means I am open to the possibilities as opposed to focusing on a specific aspect of it. I learned that, and I think the best thing you can do if you want to learn how to be in the moment, you can go either through uh, training to be a psychic or intuitive, or you can go take an improv class. Because both are going to teach you to really just let go. Let go, don't have any expectations, don't have any wishes. You are essentially out and you are being there in that moment because you have no other choice. You're either on stage or you have somebody asking you a question and you have to respond. You cannot have a preconceived notion about anything. You cannot pre-script it. You just have to be there ready to respond with whatever comes next. Yeah, well, that's one of the things that my kids have always busted me on, and I don't have an answer for. Um, you know, they're like, you know, and then granted, they call me hippie mom, but they're like, you know, you're such a hippie mom. You just kind of sit there and let, like, all these parents go by, all the, you know, the PTO, the drama, drama, drama. But my little guy said to me, Alan, um, he's like, Mom, it's like you don't care, and. You know, I struggled a lot with that answer because the thing is, I really don't care 
I don't really care about the outcome. There's going to be an outcome. It doesn't have anything to do with me. And it's that I care, but I don't care. I mean, you really don't care. I'm not vested in any outcome. So there is a part of it that is you don't care. It's true. And again, it's really about attachment. Do I care whether I'm going to go left or I'm going to go right? I don't care. I may have a preference. And if I go left, I may like some things. And if I go right, I may not like some things. But I know that I'm strong enough to deal with whatever happens. So by us specifically picking and choosing, our attention and our energy are in the same place. So if we choose that this possibility or these parents who are there at the PTO meetings, I'm going to focus on them, then we start being invested. Then we start being attached to an outcome. Then we start getting into the old triggers of, well, I wouldn't behave this way because my mother taught me better. I mean, all of these things are starting to come up, and then we start being personally invested. And then from the energetic standpoint, we go down. We go down, we become more dense, as opposed to being a little bit more open-minded and not judgmental. Because we have no expectations. We have no horse in the running. We're really just being present. And when you're present, yes, we can say that we don't care. But it's not about caring. We are present, we're participating, and we don't have an outcome that we're seeking. Hmm. Linda, what do you think? Well, Sandra, I I said this on the show a couple of weeks ago, but I think it bears repeating and um, because it it all connects. Um, my friend was walking with his sister and his dog in a park in Connecticut, and um, it was a beautiful day. And you know, people were sitting on benches, and people were out walking their dogs. And every you know, and he's got a big bulldog. And as he walked by, all the other dogs were kind of jumping out; they wanted to play. But but Armando was just he just was focused and, and kept on walking. And this happened like ten or twelve times. And finally, his sister said. To, to my friend, she said, what's with him? How come he's not, you know, paying attention? And he said he made a choice not to participate. And so he's yeah. just walking. He's focused. He's just out for a nice walk. He, he wasn't playing with the other dogs. And, and that's... We on on the certain things like you said at, at those meetings, you're choosing not to participate with some of the craziness that's going on. That doesn't mean that you don't care. It's just you don't you're not participating because th- there's nothing to gain by participating in crazy. You're you're, right. you're letting it go by. Yeah, and it's an active choice. By choosing not to participate, you're still making an active choice. You're making uh, a choice of keeping your energy as opposed to expending your energy or letting it out. Because we are, and when we're talking about being burnt out, it just means that all of our energy has been wasted. So we need to uh, keep the energy around if you wish. Well, I think it's really important that we have these conversations because it does come up. People do think you don't care just because you don't choose to engage, but you can't engage in everything. You'll drive yourself bananas. And if you try to help everybody and if you try to be all things to all people, you know, that's where those stress balls just you kind of rear their ugly head. And it's really hard to stay heart open and loving and centered when you want to rip somebody's head off. And so, you know, (laughs) what we call it stress. (laughs) 
you know, we call it stress. There's lots of things we can call it. But uh, right now we're going to call for a commercial break. Uh, my name is Sandra Beck. I'm here with Linda Franklin. And we are visiting with Alan Vaisberg. And we are going to go to commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to find some tools, tips, tricks, and techniques that are going to help us not want to rip people's heads off. And we'll have a much more peaceful day, which I'm sure will make Alan and Linda very happy because I know mm-hmm. it will me. more powered up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. This is for all you girls about 42. Tossing pennies into the fountain of youth. It's merging down the road. Do women need larger parking spaces? The owners of the Togla Rest Stop in southeastern China think so. They have created a number of parking spaces that are 50% larger, designated for female drivers, with the international symbol for women and outlined in pink. When asked by a Chinese newspaper why they felt the need to enlarge the parking spaces for women drivers, a lot manager explained that they observed female drivers having a difficult time parking, which slowed down the order of traffic. I admit I'm a bit of a baby bummel or bungler when it comes to parking, but is this really necessary? Actually, I was complimented on my parking the other day. Someone left a note that said, parking, fine. It's marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors, all quilters just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's some more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. This is for all you girls about 42. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and we're visiting today with Alan Vaisberg. And we're talking about staying heart open, about reducing our stress and handling our triggers. And a trigger is something that comes up from a memory and it strikes you right in the heart and you feel something. And sometimes triggers are good. You know, you can have happy triggers, but there's also triggers of anger, hostility, jealousy. All these triggers uh, can come up or feelings of inadequacy or insecurity. And if we don't identify these things, we're really being driven by our past self. You know, like if we were a bus, our, you know, five-year-old would get on and drive the bus for the afternoon and we would walk through the current 
day thinking we're inadequate. We're back to that five-year-old girl who the teacher never called out and, you know, didn't get a star after her spelling name. And as funny and prosaic as these things sound as an adult, they really do affect us. Who wants to talk first about a trigger? Um, I'm happy to talk. I have many triggers <laughs> <laughs> that, that I have to uh, had to deal with, and you named uh, a couple of them right there. Uh, by the way, Linda, I, uh, ladies first, if you'd like to go ahead. No, no. Um, you know, trigger. We we've had shows in uh, in the last month that we've talked about thorns. Those are things that that get stuck in us, and we don't we don't let them go through. And we you know then we do all of these things to protect ourselves from getting that thorn poked. And eventually, we build up enough enough walls around that thorn that you know we're a prisoner in our own life. And you know it's yeah. the same thing. It's you know trigger thorn. I think they're synonymous. It's it's the same thing. So the, the, you know what we have to do is examine that look and and try to get rid of our tricks our triggers and um you know or thorns uh because they're just not uh they're not helping us to to have a you know a happy peaceful life and i think that's what we all want actually linda uh, and i'll get to my uh, triggers in a second but just something that you said uh in terms of triggers and thorns made me think, and visually speaking, uh, uh, go with me on this, but if we touch a thorn, uh, does the rose uh, feel pain or do we? I think we do. Right. And when uh, our trigger gets uh, touched, do we feel pain or the other person? We do. Right. And I'm thinking that I agree with your analogy that thorns and triggers are similar, but I think when you put them together in that analogy... I think when we are triggered, others are feeling it too. And that part uh, wow. is a very interesting uh, analysis because when we are triggered, uh, from the energetic perspective, it makes perfect sense, right? Our energy changes, everybody is feeling it around us. Mm -hmm. But I think when we are triggered, we are sending that trigger to other people. So just like if we were a thorn, which makes me think that a rose is feeling when we're actually touching a thorn, but that's a separate conversation. <laughs> um, this is why I like Alan. Alan and I can talk each other into circles and go round so. and round. It is it's really I fun. But but I get what you're saying. It's like whereas you know you touch the rose and you prick your finger, you're like, ow, that hurts. Okay, the rose doesn't hurt, your finger hurts, whatever. But when you when you touch a personal thorn inside you and you feel something, most of us then exhibit certain behaviors. We yes. might snap at people, we might yell at people, and now we've transferred that pain energy from the finger prick to everyone else around us, just like throwing a pebble in a pond and watching the ripples go out. I know. We go from a finger prick to being a prick, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Anyway, yeah. since all of our since all of us ladies are talking, so um, <laughs> back back to triggers. Um, so you've uh, in for me the biggest trigger is: Am I living my life in a way in accordance with why I actually came here? So any time in my life that I don't feel like I am and I'm not living my essence, that drives me nuts. That is on an automatic trigger. Uh, you know, I spent uh, 15 years building IT firms, so I had a certain level of success there, and I view myself as an owner and a, CA and a CEO. When I go into corporate world, they could care less. So in a corporate world, uh, you know, it's hard to get a manager job because they don't care. 
you know, they don't care that you've built something from nothing into a multi-million dollar company. It doesn't matter to them because you haven't done in the corporate. So there's another trigger of, what do you mean I can't be a manager? I'm a CEO. So there is there is triggers upon triggers upon mm-hmm. triggers upon triggers. Uh, when somebody is talking to you, and you know, I'm not a person who's uh, ego driven at all. Uh, I don't uh, feel like I you know, view myself very seriously. I view what I want to do seriously, but I don't view myself seriously. But even that, the triggers are there. So one of the positions that I was uh, just interviewing for is a senior manager position, and it has an office. Guess what? There's another trigger. Ooh, I'm going to get an office. Does it really <laughs> matter? Does it really matter? And by the way, that would have been a pay cut for me, but there's an office. Ooh, the ego gets triggered. It's like all of these things are a fun game. Or me growing up as, as a boy and, uh, you know, I was always the friend and never the boyfriend, uh, you know, not the leading man uh, material, although I think that has changed since. Um, <laughs> But it's it's that trigger, right? Am I good enough? Am I uh, you know smart enough? Am I you know uh, good looking enough? All of these are triggers that we grow up with based on our own internal belief system, based on what the society at large is thinking of us, based on our parents, our family, our friends, and everything else. We've accumulated them, and this is just from this lifetime. What happens from the previous lifetimes? Oh, so boy. we keep walking around with all of that stuff, and until you let it go. Until you let it go, until you start really paying attention to them and release all of that stuff because we don't care. What I'd like to uh, look at is uh, life in three phases. We're either little kids when we are completely wide open. We're wide open. We love world. We think everybody is wonderful and we don't care what others are thinking about us because we think that we're awesome. Then we have... The third uh, part of our life, which is the, you know, the ending piece, right? The ending piece is when we are uh, senior citizens. And we could really care less what anybody thinks of us because we're old enough and we know who we are and we don't care what anybody else says. So both at the beginning and at the end, we are relaxed. We are ourselves. But most of our lifetime... We keep uh, putting ourselves in a wall, really worrying about what others are thinking, what we're thinking, what do we have to do, how do others perceive us. Who cares? Live your life as if you're a little kid or an older person. Don't worry about it. Just be yourself. And when you're yourself, you're not going to be blocked. You're not going to have that resistance because it's not going to trigger you. The ego is less. Yeah, I agree with children, but the older people, I think that you have to do the work. I don't think you automatically get there with age. Uh, I yeah, that's that's a fair statement. It just uh, I think for the most part, uh, whether the whether the older people uh, are wrong, they still don't uh, they still don't care what you think of them. Yeah. Well, and I will say living with an 8 to 80 year old, you know, in my household, they're remarkably similar. You know, they live very much in the moment. They uh, don't seem to hold grudges and and hang on to things. You know, it's it's very interesting to see, you know, an 8 and an 80 year old. I know it's uh, and it's I found it so, uh, so interesting. I have, you know, two kids. Uh, My daughter is 12 and my son is seven. But I am, you know, this planner and I am this teacher and I am thinking, okay, well, you know, this is going to be a right choice for you right now. And then we're going to go to this and then I'm going to make you into a well-balanced and rounded person and I'll do all of that stuff. But talking to your kids about the future, they get freaked out. 
they don't want to think about the future. They want to think about right now. Mm-hmm. That's how they're wired. And I think if we rewire ourselves a little bit backwards, we can plan for the future, but let's live in the present. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, and the present right now um, is a pretty interesting place. People may call it scary. I think it's kind of exciting because there's so many changes happening, and they're happening so fast that it's it's like holy mackerel. Um, yeah. You know, between the politics and the media, and every every day there's there's these new crazy things happening, um, and and there's no people are. I mean, I understand people are scared. And people don't know what's going on or what's going to happen, and they're looking. Uh, I don't know if they're looking for 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 some solace um, from outside of themselves, but if they are, they're not going to get it. I mean that that peace, that you know, calmness, that knowing everything is going to be okay, um, it has to come from inside of you, and maybe I mean maybe what's going on now is a good thing because people are going to have to come back to themselves to find the peace they're looking for. Yes. That's, that's such a, such a valuable um, insight. Absolutely. Because nobody is going to give you peace. Nobody is going to give you comfort. It only comes from within all of the answers, all of the ideas, all of our relaxation starts within now we can then take that and extrapolate it to the energetic perspective that what is within within is connected to without within is connected to the universe within is connected to our higher self that's when we are centered that's when we are aligned that's when we're receiving the information and we're receiving that piece but all of that starts within and i think it's great i agree with you i think it's great that what happens right now is allowing people to take a broader look. And then they can decide for themselves, who are they really? What do they believe in? That comes from within. That brings them to within so they can actually go through and analyze that. Talk about triggers. Turn on the television and see how triggered, <laughs> and see how triggered you are in 30 seconds. So yes. I think it's actually, it's, it's a fascinating time. And how can people reach you? Uh, I'm going to take us to commercial break. How do you want people to find you? I think the easiest way is just uh, to go to the newlovetriangle.com. That's a website for my latest book, and all the information is there. The newlovetriangle.com. Okay, we're going to come back from the break. We're going to talk more about this with Linda Franklin and Alan Baysberg. You can find him at the newlovetriangle.com. It's a great book, by the way. I've got a copy. I gave uh, copies to both my kids and to my nieces and nephews uh, for Christmas. I thought it was a really well done book and simplified things, especially for teenagers. I know it wasn't written for teenagers, Alan, but I found it to be really, really super helpful for the teens in my life that are driving me nuts. When we come back from the break, I know, like everything's driving me nuts today. When we come back from the break, we'll talk more with Alan Vaisberg and Linda Franklin on Powered Up Talk Radio. We will be back after this break. We've got lots more Powered Up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages.
Welcome to Geraldine Tegelove Live, the show that shares with you the secrets of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding your life. Having pulled herself from the rubble of financial ruin and having gone on to create a highly successful career, Geraldine has become an expert in the art of transformation. She believes that it doesn't matter where you are right now, how overwhelmed you feel, or how impossible the task of turning your life around may seem. You can do it. Stay tuned as metaphysician, international best-selling author, and intuitive Geraldine Tegelov gives you the inner understanding and the outer practical how-to to create your amazing life. Gain a fresh perspective on how to redefine, reinvent, and rebuild your life. Join Geraldine Tegelov live every Tuesday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on the Toginet Radio Network. years ago, some fishermen off the coast of Italy discovered some pottery along with fish in their nets. Divers were called out and discovered an ancient Roman ship whose galley, or caboose, a nautical term for kitchen, was extremely intact. Some of the food uncovered on board was pickled fish, wine, oil, and grain used to make the ship's biscuits, otherwise known as dandy funks. It is thought the 2,000-year-old boat was probably on its way to Spain when it sunk and was covered by layers of mud, baggy wrinkles and all. Baggy wrinkles are another name for the ship's ropes. The mud protected the ship from wear, explaining why the leftover food on board was still in such good condition. We land lovers may not be familiar with leftovers on the sea, but we are familiar with leftovers in our kitchen. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin and Alan Vaisberg. And boy, was that commercial break and exercise and breathe in and breathe out. Um, You know, when stuff like this happens, I don't find myself getting as upset as I would if um, you know, like if it was caught unaware, it's like, well, Skype has problems, commercial breaks have problems, there's all good things. Alan, do you have a go-to trick, or maybe Linda, you do, for when you start feeling something rise in you, like anger or anxiety, frustration, what do you do? Like my mom always taught me to count to 10, but counting to 10 really doesn't resolve anything. It just slows me down. Do you have a trick that you use or something that can help when something's triggered? Go ahead, Linda. I'm going to count to 10. Uh, I'm much better than I than I used to be because um, if something triggered me, my first um, my first innate reaction is to attack. And um, I don't do that so much anymore. I I'm I'm taking that time to let it go because I know if I go in that I'm scared. You know, I, I guess it's age, Alan. I, I know that if I go in that direction, it's not going to be good. So I, I hold back. So, well, uh, you know. Go ahead. Because, go 
you know, what is, you know, they say insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. I know if I go there, it's not going to be a good result, especially um, at home with my husband. So I don't, I'm really learning not to go there anymore. Um, it took me a long time to, to, to not, but, but you, know, I, you know, with all of the work that we've been doing on the show and reading these different books and having wonderful guests like you, it's, it's, it's making a difference. My, I am changing. You know, it was interesting. I was talking to a friend today, and he, he had several friends that, you know, they're not quite where we are, but they're, you know, I guess they're trying to get there. But what they're saying is, you know, I'm feeling disoriented these days, and um, I'm a little concerned because the things that worked for me before are not working for me now. Mm-hmm. And my friend said, you know, that's a very good thing. Now you have to figure out what does work for you now. Um, like uh, Arnold said, I'm a learning machine. You know, we, <laughs> we're, we're, we're not the same as we were 10 seconds ago. We're changing, we're evolving, or we're <laughs> devolving, but uh, I think that's evolution uh, nevertheless. Um, you have to find new ways because we are continuously restructuring. You know, our brain waves, everything is getting uh, changed. So, yeah, you do have to find new things. There is new energy around. You do have to find new ways. And um, to answer your question, uh, Sandra, when you asked me what uh, kind of uh, my go-to things are, if I'm in a conversation and I'm noticing that I'm not present, uh, <clears throat> the first thing that comes to mind or that I try to bring to mind is a phrase, it's not about you. Because I want to remove the focus from me into that uh, other person that I'm in a conversation with or into the um, event that I'm on. It's not about me. And once I remove that, then I don't get triggered. And then I don't uh, start thinking about the outcomes. I don't start thinking about what is the right thing to say. It's not about me. It's about being present in the moment. So that, that has worked really well for me over the last uh, couple of years. Wow. See, I, I guess, um, you know, I, I guess it's about, you know, so much of this is about slowing down. You know, we we mm-hmm. work so fast. You know, Alan, like you and I, we want to talk here in Chicago. I'm in L.A. You know, we just yeah. look on, on, like, I'll, you know, text you and you're like, hey, you got to mm-hmm. be sure. And then we're we're connected within 30 seconds and we're like fire stuff back and forth. OK, I'll talk to you in a week. Blah, blah, blah. And, it, you know, that <laughs> transaction happens so fast. Yeah. Um, but, you know, computers and you know, like you're a nerd like me, which is why I love you. Oh, um, yeah. And so you get that, that like our emotions don't work as fast as our processors. So my processors go in a mile a minute in my head. So is yours. And, but you seem to be more connected with your feelings than I am. Um, it's, well, I, I'm, I'm kind of raw. So I am open as opposed to uh, people who are a little bit more guarded of their emotions. I'm raw. So if, somebody, if something uh, upsets me, it upsets me. But then I work through it probably a little bit uh, quicker because I'm used to and I'm very self-aware, so I notice it right away. And then I start asking questions. Okay, what's going on? You know, let's, let's stop for a second. What's, what's causing this? Why am I feeling this way? Why am I getting triggered? You know, what am I worried about? It's not about me. Get out. Okay, move on. So it's, it's this constant uh, readjustment. You, know, you and I, Sandy, uh, talk about recalibration. 
uh, recalibration is really just that. It's the constant adjustment. In any relationships, in any uh, situation, it's this constant minor adjustments that we're going until we find that balance. Then any time that we get out of balance, we try to get back in. So that probably is is kind of more of how I operate, but I'm very raw from the emotional uh, perspective, especially if I'm feeling energetically spent. You know, things can uh, can get to me very quickly, but then I uh, I kind of snap back because I understand what state I'm on, and then I step back, I recharge, and then I'm uh, back to my normal mode. So it's it's knowing know thyself. I think that's the uh, easiest and the hardest thing to do. Well, and I like your little checklist. You know, that's one thing, you know, like where you and I have always been on the same page. Like if you tell me, okay, Stan, you know, go through the checklist. Like, you know, you know, what is happening here? What are you feeling? Because there's like, I have to stop and think about what I'm feeling. Like, which for a girl is really rough because most of my female (laughs) friends, they're like just just oozing emotion everywhere and they're like they're talking about their feelings and i just sit there like a stump going all right well i need to sit down and think about my feelings and kind of go through my processing checklist and then i'll answer <laughs> okay Sen, here's a here's a virtual computer hug <laughs> from one nerd to another yeah I, I i'm i'm much more feminine i guess in that regard uh, that's why I feel, you know, anytime I go to a seminar and that's 400 women and two guys, I feel very comfortable because I like swimming in that energy. I have no problem with, uh, with emotions or really diving deep and understanding it. So for me, it, it's just kind of, that's the way I was wired. It's a little easier. Well, you're so good at it, you know, and Linda too. Linda can like, Linda's Johnny on the spot. She's like, I feel this. And it like, you know, she can identify her feelings. I'm like Sheldon Cooper. I need a chart to go, okay, uncomfortable. Does uncomfortable mean new or does uncomfortable mean bad? And, you know, but I do have to go through that process. And I know I'm not the only person out there in the world like that. No, and it's actually great because the fact that you're wired this way allows you to be more process-oriented. And uh, for somebody like me, I'm much more feely as opposed to process-oriented. So both of us have to realize our strengths and then uh, you know, get with the other side. Right, because for some, like Linda, you said it was waiting a minute before you you jump in. Mine, I'm like, I got to get off the bulldozer and you know get off the the mountain, come down the mountain, and then I'm ready. Well, maybe we're making it too difficult for you, Sandra. Maybe I mean, for me, what I ask myself, um, or I did at the beginning, is this this thing that I'm doing and this thing that I'm feeling or where I am now make me feel good or does it make me feel bad? If it makes me feel bad, then I have to figure out, you know, why is it? I don't like feeling bad. I don't like to be unhappy. So I then have to find a way to get out of that feeling bad back into feeling good. Because if you real, if you just go and just just ask yourself that question, you know when you feel crappy, and you know when you feel happy. So crappy, happy. There <laughs> I, you, you know, go. Love it. <laughs> So it's that easy. If you if you if you want to if you want to if you want good things to happen, if you want to feel good, if you if you want the universe to start bringing stuff to you, you got to be in the you got to be in the happy, peaceful place, not in the crappy place, because then your energy is way down there. And when it's way down there, nothing you know it attracts more of what's way down there. So if you're aware of that, happy, crappy, make make a choice. 
I know. You you just summed up law of attraction right there. Crappy and happy. That's it. I, San, I think that's the title of our next book. Crappy. I was just happy. gonna. I was just thinking that we should ha- we should write a book. Crappy or happy. <laughs> Crappy or happy? Well, it really does come down to that because when I do my little, like my little algorithms, I have all these algorithms that that help me decipher what's happening in the world, and it really always comes down to like binary or like like you know yes or no, positive or negative. It's it's really quite simple, uh, but that simplicity causes me to have a hard time communicating it to others. I, and it's everybody's going through this. I was just having a discussion with my 12-year-old daughter, who is a competitive dancer. And on one hand, she wants to continue competing. On the other hand, she wants to do theater and photography and other things. And I said, look, it's, it's a simple thing because you're going to have to let go of one or the other just based on time. Which one is more important? And she's sitting there saying, I don't know. And I get it. But with everything you have to get it down to that binary. So I totally understand you said. Yeah, positive or negative, simplicity, maybe. Because these books, Linda, like we've been doing this, Alan, like three years now, and we get new books every week to read and different things. And I'm so thankful that I have Linda here to decipher half of them. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Yeah, Sandra wants to make it very, very difficult, and I want to make it very – I want to to make it easy. I like easy. I don't like complicated. So I try to break it down. So for my little lame brain that, you know, how can I do this and, you know, make it easy to do it so that I'll do it. Makes sense. I disagree with the lame brain part, but I agree with the rest. Yeah, I disagree with the lame brain, too, because she's, I'm all what if, and then my little if-then statements, and and Linda's like, just like this. But it helps. It helps. Alan, do you have a piece of advice for us uh, with respect to all this as we go into the last minute of the show? Uh, yeah, and uh, it's uh, it's not my phrase, but I'm going to use it. It's not that deep, really. Uh, anytime you think it's that deep, just repeat to yourself, it's not that deep. It really is not. Let it go. I'm going to take that to heart, Linda. What do you think? It's not Absolutely. that deep. Absolutely. Just be, it's going to pass. It's another cloud and we'll get through it and we don't have to just sit there and dwell in it. That's it. Alan Baysberg, you can find him at the newlovetriangle.com. Get your copy. It's a lot of fun. It's a nice skinny little book. You can stick it in your pocket and take it on the airplane. You can give it to your kids. It fits in a Christmas stocking. It's a great little book. It's very simple, very clear. I want to thank Alan Baysberg for being our guest today. As always, Alan, you are wonderful, outstanding, charming, and my favorite of all the nerds out there. Uh, We'll be back again next week. Uh, This is Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin for Powered Up Talk Radio and we will be back next week with another nerd I'm not going to tell you who you're going to have to come back We're so glad you joined us for Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Sandra Beck, Los Angeles-based single mother and technology company owner, knows what it's like to be fit, funny, and fantastic in your 40s. Linda Franklin, a New Yorker with a successful marriage and prominent